Hey everyone, and welcome to the first lone wolf type episode of Pop and Prejudice. It's just nude here today, and something we'll be doing sporadically in the future is just, you know, either Farah or I will discuss a little topic alone in the most general and primary sense. So it'll just be like a 10 to 5 minute episode, sort of. Um, very short, very, you know, foundational, very scraping the surface. I know Farah has a lot of thoughts on what I'm about to discuss today, so maybe we'll do another episode on it more in depth in the future. But yeah, what I want to get into today is what I eat in a day TikTok videos. <laughs> now, what are what I eat in a day TikTok videos? What I eat in a day TikTok videos are these, you know, romanticized, glorified representations with like cute little filters of what people eat in a day. And more often than not, they are very <laughs> highlight real unrealistic expectations, unre uh, unrealistic expectations, unrealistic representations of what people would eat in a day. So, you know, they're usually like a smoothie bowl. I don't know, something weird like that. And what I'm going to flag right now is when I say this, I I'm very wary that I'm using a sort of like mocking tone, but I don't say that towards the creators who are, you know, making this content because we need to be very, very wary that the people creating this content are usually often impressionable teens and children. So, you know, they were influenced to make this content. They were, you know, the algorithm influences them indirectly or di directly to make this content. And that's something I want to flag. So whenever I'm sounding like a little mocking or condescending, I'm more concerned with the functionality of the platform itself and TikTok. And, you know, we did an episode just last week or, you know, uh, the week before the last, discussing the social dilemma. And if you haven't listened to that, be sure to head on over and listen to that. Uh, that's probably one of, our, one of my favorite episodes, one of Farah's favorites as well, where we sort of, we, we say that, oh, you know, it's little social media is bad, argument is like whack. And we still stand by that, but you have to, you know, think critically. It's, it's more complex than that, and you have to be wary of how new developments can affect your social habits and your life. And that's where this comes into play in the functionality of a platform like TikTok and the algorithm, because the problem with what I eat in a day TikTok videos is the fact that the more you engage with them and the more you watch them, because they can track how long you're looking at something as well, even if you don't like them. And, you know, even just me talking about this by my phone that is sitting right next to me and probably like listening. I'll probably see some of these. If I, if I go on TikTok, I'll probably see what I eat in a day TikTok videos, unless the algorithm is more intelligent than I think and it's clocking the fact that I don't like them. But I think, you know, it's not that intelligent, really. It'll it'll know and it'll flag that. And that's why I see them on my uh, platform, despite not engaging with this type of content, not liking this type of content. Even if you just, you know, linger on it for a second, you'll see it again. And that's the problem. That's the cyclicality of the algorithm and the, and the platform that, you know, the more you see it, the more you engage with it, the more you're going to see more of that content. And there's an inherent harm with that. And, you know, I won't go into the um, deeper discussion. I won't go into the harms. Something Farah and I usually do is we research. Obviously, I researched um, before I'm, you know, doing this episode right now. But something we research is like, you know, the tangible evidential, if that's a word, 
harm of whatever we're discussing or the tangible effect of whatever we're discussing and the importance of these type of things. So we're discussing pop culture things and we want to prove to you that these are important topics and not just, you know, quote unquote, soft topics. So we usually do that. And perhaps in a future episode, because I know Farah has a lot of thoughts on this as well. So yeah, as I said, we might delve deeper and provide statistics and all that. But for now, I just really want to scrape the surface of this. So really, I in this short little episode, I want to flag how the functionality of platforms like TikTok can contribute to a broader issue at large, broader issue at large, broader issue, issue at large, whatever works for you. <laughs> and also, you know, there's the very complex question of where does the responsibility lie? Does the responsibility lie in these platforms for creating such a function for creating such a cyclical algorithm or not flagging it, or does the responsibility lie in the creators creating this content? Now, I'd argue that it would lie more on the platform and the responsibility and the onus should lie more on the platform and how it works. And there should definitely be some flagging of some sort. Uh, you know, if, they're, if they can make their AI more intelligent, if they can do anything there really, that would be dope. Um, <laughs> But anyway, I the reason I say this is because there is a, a huge issue with placing all the onus on the creators of such content. And I say this because, as I said before, most of the people creating this type of content are children, more often than not. And, you know, a lot of the times they are adults. Uh, a lot of fitness, you know, YouTubers, influencers are adults. And I'd say partial responsibility of course lies on them because they should be very wary of the audience primarily when it has to do with something uh, that has to do with putting things inside your body and an example i'd like to flag on this one is you know kardashians aren't fitness influencers obviously but you know the kardashians promoting fit tea or you know sugar bear hair vitamins now fit tea is a very I won't get too into it, but you know, it's, it's, it's shit. It's, it's harmful for you and it's advertised as healthy, you know, option to make you lose weight really quickly. Advertised by the Kardashians who are probably paid a, you know, delicious six figure <laughs> salary to do the ad. Um, and who, six figure, maybe seven figure, I don't know, I don't know. Um, who, I can bet you that much, I can bet you however much they're making, that they are probably not using those products to do whatever they say they're doing. They're probably, you know, they, you know, they're very privileged people. They have nutritionists, they have, <laughs> I'm not gonna go with Jamil, Jamil rant on this one, but they have nutritionists, they have, you know, chefs, they have personal chefs, they have professional diets, I don't know, they have trainers, personal trainers that come to their house on demand. And it's just like, the tea probably isn't what's doing that for them. But the thing is, a lot of impressionable young teens and children might think that is true because that's the purpose of an ad is to convince someone of something, to manipulate, to sort of manipulate whether you're aware of it or not. We need to be wary of who's seeing this content. We need to be wary of its effect on, you know, whoever's seeing it. And yeah, that's why I place some of the onus on adults creating this content because they know their audience will engage with it. And I'm placing the onus on uh, the platforms that encourage this type of behavior and, you know, the advertising revenue, the algorithm, whatever. And I'm just thinking, you know, what would I have done? I didn't have TikTok at this age. I didn't, when I was a young impressionable teen, I did not have TikTok. But what I can, what I can think of is Pinterest. And Pinterest is something I recently, as of last week, revisited to like, 
make mood boards and mood boards and like look at you know recipes and save my recipes but something I noticed because I the last time I used Pinterest was probably when I was like 16 17 still a child but something I noticed was uh, I had a healthy food board and you know with Pinterest the first thing it recommends is usually healthy food boards stuff like that but I've been noticing I was going through it and I was like this is full of you know this isn't healthy food this is food that makes you lose weight and when did we start equating this idea of health with losing weight and I just found that to be so harmful and that's you know usually the type of content you see in what I eat in a day TikTok videos and that's exactly what I'm saying that's exactly my concern with this type of thing and you know even Pinterest at its most basic level that had an effect on me I'm pretty sure I grew up thinking that that was the way to go and I'm pretty sure I had very unhealthy eating habits um growing up with something like that and I you know and I thought that was the epitome of a health I thought that was the very picture of health I didn't know I didn't they didn't provide me with any more information and that's all we had that's what was accessible that was e easily is accessible in these platforms you know they want you to engage with them they want you to use them more so that's the concern that I have and it shouldn't be a one-size-fits-all type thing you should really be careful with what you're sharing and who's seeing it primarily when it has to do with what you're putting in your body and what you deem to be healthy and you know you should be really wary of your entitlement over people's health I've never seen a level of entitlement over people's health uh, a pandemic aside because that's very much a collective issue be safe please wear a mask and you know stay as much indoors as you can right now wherever you are but uh on the very individualistic level when it has to do with what people are eating please be very wary of the entitlement you have over people's bodies over over people's diets don't compare your diet to someone else's don't go on anyone's page and say you know don't you know don't promote an unhealthy lifestyle. Stop posting your McDonald's and so unhealthy and you're, you're pushing these teens to whatever. Don't do that. <laughs> that's not, that's not, you're not securing the homeland by doing that. You're not saving any, you know, troubled teen. You're not saving anyone from, you know, their unhealthy eating habits. And if anything, that's realistic. That's what people eat in a day. People treat themselves to things. People, you know, and you're not the one who's going to be the... Uh, nutritionist of the day by saying things like that and by feeling entitled to people to people's diets and you know what they share and I just think it's very unrealistic I in my experience I I'm fructose intolerant so I can't have sugar I can't have a lot of fruits <laughs> so a lot of the times when I'm posting I like to bake a lot and a lot of the times I post that on my Instagram story I get a lot of people asking which was like to my, to my surprise completely because I just sometimes forget that I'm posting and people can see what I post and perceive me which is weird you know posting it publicly you know you're perceived but anyway I a lot of people ask me you know is that healthy because they usually see me posting healthy recipes or vegan recipes and and that just took me by surprise because I was like you know, I, I bake pies on the daily, dude. Like, how how is it that I've propelled this image that I'm, like, posting healthy recipes or vegan recipes? I'm not a vegan, by the way. And I think um, there's a massive difference between healthy and then, like, you know, it's fine if you're posting vegan recipes or a certain kind of, you know, specialized diet that doesn't have to do with anything that I talked about. Like, I think you can apply your own critical thinking and, you know, uh, make that, you know, decision for yourself. But uh, yeah, a lot of people ask me that and I'm just like, well, no, I feel so bad that I've, you know, 
that's not who I am. I don't like probably I'm not posting my McDonald's whenever I get it, but I'm eating <laughs> a lot of McDonald's. I am probably, you know, there's a lot of fast food there. Um, what I'm, you know, baking usually doesn't have sugar or, you know, whatever, or a lot of fruit because I'm fructose intolerant, quite literally. And that's why I'm like wary of where the responsibility lies, because usually it's a highlight reel. And that's something we have to be aware of. And I think the call to action, the most important call to action right now is to be wary of these things and just, just discuss them and be critical of them. Because I, I think a lot of the times what we see on social media is what we take at face value and I don't obviously I'm not eating pies for every meal that I eat obviously I'm not eating healthy for every meal that I eat that's not realistic and we have to be wary of that but yeah anyway that was my sort of general primary discussion on all of this be sure to you're well you're streaming us already obviously if you're listening to this episode but be sure to stream us on any listening platform for podcasts if you want to you know change platforms by any chance we're on apple podcasts we're on google podcasts we're on spotify be sure to follow us on instagram at pop and prejudice podcast and be sure to rate us five stars on apple podcasts to help us get some reach and we're gonna try something new and fun uh not really sure how it's <laughs> not really sure how it's gonna work um but it would be really funny if we can get this rolling uh if you want to leave us a review and leave us a saucy little secret that'll be really cool and fun we'll discuss it in future episodes uh farah and i will uh <laughs> and yeah i just think that would be really funny so if anyone wants to do that please entertain me please humor me thank you guys so much for listening and farah and i will see you in the next one bye